And now, the Awkward High Five Podcast presents Devin's Things I Like. I'm Devin, and this is what I really like. You want to know what I like? Redheads. I like everything about redheads. From their porcelain skin and their cute freckles, to the way they try to suck the breath out of your body while you sleep. Or is that cats? Anyway, blondes might have more fun, but redheads will commit more crimes of passion. Because nothing says I love you from a redhead like a murder-suicide. Redheads, you're what I like. But only the girls, because the dudes are gross. the most appropriate sound effect right now. Is that, <laughs> is that what you think uh, it, it might happen later after you get this yeah, diagnosis? Absolutely. My stomach is in knots. Ah, it's the new mixer. How do I pull this down? I was so excited for this day, and it's been on my mind for a while, and now that it's here, I'm fucking scared out of my mind. Are you scared? Not, not scared. It's just like, you know, like, I, ne- I never get nervous anymore. Now I'm just like, Full of nerves. <laughs> uh, okay, Not like it's going to change my life or anything. But. but you finally have. Okay, so well, thanks for letting me set it up. But um, that was the setup. Uh, the day is finally here. Um, first off, welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. My name is Devin, and my name is Richie, and uh, we have a guest here. I'm Stephanie. That's Stephanie, our our friend and um, psychological professional. Is, is that what you <laughs> sure. call yourself? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> So anyway, if you listen to any of the other shows where we were setting this up, uh, basically what happened is Stephanie here is, um, well, we're going to get into all that. We're going to talk about that in a second, what she does and what we're going to find out today. But basically, I guess what it boils down to, RTG, is that me and you are finally going to find out what all our family members, all our friends, and endless scores of ex-girlfriends have always asked us. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, what do you, Okay. Before we even get into no ste- pressure, or yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is this is our what? Fifth- I'm gonna throw up on the microphone. <laughs> this is our. <laughs> I'm really in fucking shambles right now. This is our fifty-something uh, podcast, and and I can honestly say that I don't think there's ever been a time where me and you cracked the mic, as they say in the business, and we're nervous about this at all. Right. And and again, no pressure for me. Yeah. <laughs> And me and you, uh, grown men approaching middle age, are sitting here like sweating and freaking out about it. Because that's the whole thing. I mean, I can make jokes about it and it's funny and I could deal with it that way, you know. But when it comes down to like a true psychological evaluation, that's like real life shit, you know. And there's not many points in my life where I take things seriously or real life-ish. And, uh, we're, and it, we've made it a, um, a almost a... What is it called? I was going to say mantra, but that's not true because we don't just repeat it over and over again to reach self-enlightenment. A uh, credo, a what's the word I'm looking for on this podcast that mean you would be 100% honest all the time, which is what we've been doing. Uh, we made it our um... mission statement. Yeah, sure. Mission statement. <laughs> okay. And um, so and through that, though, I think if I'm going to be fair, you have uh, you've probably given more up of your personality and your and your ins and outs of life than I have. But that's probably only more because you, you have more because the whole, you know, heroin addiction. Well, thing. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, okay, cool. You're, see, right. So, so, what, uh, so what we've been saying about this is that you... Um, it's more of a no shame in the game type thing, I guess. Well, yeah. Maybe yours is more outwardly public and out there. Yeah. Like, I guess it's things that people normally wouldn't share with the public. I don't care, I guess. Yeah. Right well, what you're all going to come out soon. <laughs> anyway, what your contention, what your contention has been when we first decided that we we're going to do this episode and we set this all up with Stephanie and everything like that is that I was going to come off as the nutcase. Yeah. And uh, I'm still waiting to hear that. No, I know. I, I know. I get it. I get it. So so what we have here is a little bit of a competition is what I'm saying. OK. I truly believe in my heart of hearts. My best friend of 30 years is a certified maniac, probably borderline sociopath um, <laughs> and, you know, a, and, and a whole bunch of things. Um, and I feel as if I am the perfect image of just straight. No, no of course American. not. No, of course not. 
But I do feel like you're crazier. You feel like I'm crazier. But I don't think we could be sociopaths. That's not. That's kind of an impossible. I'm, maybe I'm a maniac. Well, Dev and I have ta- had lengthy conversations about this. Right. Oh, yeah? yeah. That he asked me seriously one day, very serious, on a very long road trip that maybe started off and ended with a lot of alcohol use. And he <laughs> very seriously. Like all road trips? <laughs> very seriously. All good asked road trips? Me, um, if I thought he was a sociopath and prefaced it with, I really value your opinion. <laughs> and, can I, and can I tell you what she said to me? And I think about this all the time. Her answer was no, because you have empathy. Right. That's what I. That's what I was going to say. And I fucking Barry Horowitz myself the rest of the way. I was like, <laughs> empathy, empathy. It's happened right, to me right in front of like, my face. You'll fuck people up and you won't care. Right. right. That's the whole thing. That's what it's associated. Okay. Because sometimes I forget what that means. Or you even get pleasure from it. But either way, you're not going to feel bad about what happened, or you're not even going to think about it. Yeah. As far as you know. Okay. Like so, the pain others are experiencing from your actions. You wouldn't even know what that is. Right. Yeah. Oh, man, that must be a good life. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're just cruising along, not caring, just shooting people and shit. Yeah, right. It's all good. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into this, shall we? Yeah. Okay. So, Stephanie, uh, yes. let's set you up as the professional so, that you are. Are you a psychologist uh, or a psychiatrist? Uh, I am neither. I'm, oh. a, <laughs> I'm an LPC. It's a licensed professional counselor, um, but my background is in forensics. Oh, okay. And, uh, I was just seeing if you had any Valium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Please don't um, give Richie any drugs. No, no, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's got that, enough fucking people to do that. <laughs> So I, uh, my background is in forensics. I've been working in a forensic evaluation uh, center for like eight years now. I went to school for forensics. I have two masters from John Jay. Okay, she's rubbing it in now, in dude. In forensics. <laughs> I'm considered an expert in the field, according so you're to some course. kind of a big course. deal, huh? Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Depends who you ask. Um, so I, pre- I know what I'm talking about. I mean, I, I think I could probably speak to any psychologist on the same level as far as forensics go. It's a kind of a small field and I've been in it a long time. I teach abnormal psych and theories of personality. So it's kind of my jam. Nice. You're a, uh, a confident. college, a college, an adjunct, an adjunct, adjunct yeah. which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is your life. This is what you do. Yeah. And, and this, um, and this test, let's talk a little bit about the test. So, okay. so normally you would, you give this test in your, in your daily life at work, who are the people that get this test? Like, what, what is the reason that you would give this test? Or? Well, so it's a personality inventory. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a clinical inventory. And I give this test to people that come to see me. I work in a forensic center. Right. So they may be there. Forensic center, meaning they're court involved in some way. That's really all it means. So that's you, what forensics means. That's what forensics means. So I was going to ask you, because, mm-hmm. you know, you think of forensics and you think of like a DNA. And and yeah, every time uh-huh. I was just about to say that every time she says forensic, I think of somebody using a black white yeah. to find semen. Yeah. <laughs> I have like big goggles on and I'm <laughs> using that microscope to see the semen so all over the So that has nothing to do with the word forensic. No. Well, forensic just means that it's court involved. It will be involved in a court. It has like a criminal aspect to it or a, a social aspect to it that can become cre- like an antisocial I aspect to it. You also, you also from time to time are called up upon to go to court to testify in cases, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. And you're as the forensics expert. professional yeah. expert. Yeah. Right. That's right. really cool. So if someone's fucking nuts and they kill a bunch of people, they'll call you to court to say, is he crazy? Well, they'll and call you... me to go evaluate him. Yeah. And, and you'll use that And test. this is one of the tests Holy that I would give shit. him. Yeah. Oh my so, God. And again, with that, you know, the test goes along with an interview. I'm not interviewing you guys. You're my friends. I've known you my whole life. So right. I'm not evaluating you. I am. I gave you this test that I trust, that I know works. Um, I think it is very reliable. And I gave it to you guys. And I'm just going to tell you what it says. The test does the work. Right. So um, So I, this is none of your no personal opinion in this. No, no, mm. no, no. Well, I mean, it may concur with some of my personal opinions. <laughs> but <laughs> Now, anytime that you've been on the stand before, have you ever said the words, no. This case does not hold water. Does that ever come up? Because I just feel like that comes no, up. No, and I've also <laughs> never used utes. Ah, come on. All right. Sorry. That's my stupid joke. Um, all right. So, so so, let me tell you guys about the test. Then. Yes. Please tell us about okay. the test. So it's a clinical inventory. 
you guys know you took it. It's like 175 questions Mm -hmm. and they're all true or false. And so the test has a bunch of measures in it without boring everybody that it basically could just tell if you're lying. It could tell if you're lying to look good or if you're lying to look bad. So people do both of those things sure. when they take this test. Like were you on the cover of 30 magazines in the past month? Like, <laughs> yes, I was. Well, yeah. right. I was going to bring that up. So that was interesting on the test uh, was that there's there was a few questions. That, I haven't seen a car in six years. Yeah. And there was one that said, I, I've flown across uh, the, the, Atlantic. The, the Atlantic 30 times mm-hmm. this year. There was one that actually said, uh, "Have you? I've been on the cover of 10 magazines mm-hmm. this year. Which were like nutty ass things, and I asked you about it, and you said that's really just to keep people honest. So, like, is that more? Is that more so that when people are taking the test, they're not just blowing through it, being like, yeah. yes, no, yes, no, yes, so no. So there's a that's called a random answering scale. So okay. there's a random answering. If people are say yo say yes to two of those things, um, then it will raise the validity of the test, and the test itself will tell you it's not a valid test. They're fake. They just blew through it. And but what they if they're like crazy and they think like people that think they're like the queen of England. Yeah, so there's out of that 175 questions, it'll come up, it'll say that they have schizophrenia. Oh, okay. So So the other questions, the other questions, it's a really cool test. All the questions really balance each other out so that um, it may be testing for depression or anxiety. So you may answer a lot of questions very anxiously, but it will normalize it so that the results. Uh, they can look at all the other personality aspects too. It's really cool. It's pretty tricky. Okay. What were you going to say? Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, do you have to be looking for a certain symptom when you're grading the test or will that come through? No. So I just give you guys the test and then you input all the true falses into a computer and then the computer prints out the results. Oh, okay. So they're really... Like a Scantron. Yeah. Yeah, there is literally no interpretation on my part. They print this all out. And then what I do... In my in my profession is I look at the test based on my interview of the person and then I decide whether or not I think it's a true representation or the per- person was faking good or or whatever. Do you normally do you, so you interview before the test or after the test? Um, both. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I was going to ask because like if you were to get the test back. And then, and then it might look a little funky one way or another. Then you could ask questions yeah. to kind of determine that. I mean, we don't really rely heavily on it in my in my profession. It's just usually it's a tool. Right. I really rely more on my interview than anything else. Right. Um, but if I give them the test, and then I might eyeball it before they leave and see what I did that to you guys and see what you answered true to. Right. And then uh, there's a couple of them that stick out. So you could say, I mean, there's a couple about suicide or about harming or or um, psychopathy. So you might look at that and then say, hey, come on back. You said this and then you can ask them about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about, you know, the field or anything. But just from taking the test, I thought, you know, it, you would be able to tell a lot about a person through that test. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, it really works. There and were some ways you could tell if someone's, you know, fucking nut bar or not by if how they answer those and questions. And people answer know. honestly. And what it does is it, so it's a, it's a clinical multi-axle assessment, which without boring everybody, the DSM is what you use to diagnose people with mental illnesses, has a five-axis system for diagnosing. The new DSM doesn't have that anymore. They got away with it, but they got rid of it. But that's what this does. So it'll diagnose you if you have anxiety, depression, uh, personality disorder, something oh God, like that. God, man, I think I have all of those. <laughs> I think I have all of those. You know what? Let's just shut this down. This is this is my fucking, uh, my creation here. I could kill it if I want. And I don't know if I want to do this anymore. So if you erase your answer five times while taking the test, does that qualify as like erratic manic behavior? <laughs> Look, I didn't erase anything. I just looked at it a, a, a long. We talked about it last oh, episode. Yeah. Yes. Well, we could even talk about the the testing setting when I came here. The shape of the two of you, and, <laughs> and how long it took Dev to do it. I think I ate an eraser at some point. Well, I I, I was just I was just stroking my lucky uh, troll doll on top of my pencil over and over again for luck. No, I I and they kept asking each other, "What number are you on? What number are you?" On? Oh, I burned through that shit. <laughs> The the problem with me, and I talked about it last episode, was um, I really wanted to, to tell it 100% truthfully, but I have a lot of defense mechanisms. Now, I guess I'm d- diagnosing yeah, myself here. I know, which I shouldn't. <laughs> but um, I self-medicate, motherfucker. Might as well self-diagnose. <laughs> um, and, so, and so I knew that going in. So I was almost second-guessing my first instinct on a question because I was asking myself, 
am I, is this truly what I do? Or am I just saying that because this is my defense popping uh, in? I mean, you uh-huh. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if, and, I, and, and I do feel like I did answer everything 100% truly. Well, and I think you're in a unique situation where you're trying really hard to make changes in your life. And right. Like you had said to me, one of these questions is, has been true for you your whole life up until the past year. Right. And I said, well, you have to answer it. Some of them say right now. Some of them say I've always been. Yeah. And so you... I think where yours got a little really interesting was that you're trying to make a change against this person that you've been for 30 something years. Right. And uh, I think that was hard for you to answer those questions. And it came across in the test results. Definitely. Uh, It did. Okay. Yeah. Because that that specific (laughs) I forget what it was. The uh, specific question, but basically, I think it had to do with negativity and positivity or something like that. And and uh, and it was legitimately hit on the head what I've been trying to do. Whereas for the first for the last 34 years of my life, I've been generally a pretty negative person as far as like if something something occurs in my life that's like I take I used to take things very badly. I'd fly off the handle too quick, things like that. And in the past year and year and a half or so, I've really worked a lot on that not happening. And I feel like I'm making a lot of progress. So in the last year and a half or so, I couldn't like so if the question it just like rudimentally mentally, if the question was like, if the question was like, do you freak out when shit happens? Your whole life, have you freaked out when shit happens to you? You have to the, say yes. The answer. Right. Right. Yeah. But to me, the answer would have been yes for the first, yeah. you know. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But but let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I asked about it. But and that's why we do interviews also with this. So, right, right. And not that we're doing that tonight, but um, this test is really just speaking about a moment in time or was a moment in time or what your personality is, not what you might be trying to. Same thing with addiction. I mean, that's I was just going to say that. Like if the like he just said, you know, your whole entire life, do you freak out? All right. If the question says your whole entire life, do you freak out? Obviously, the answer is yes. But then if the question states like, you know, are you depressed? You know, not your whole life, but are you depressed? I would think you would answer it as today. Today, You yeah. know, because yeah. if you're not depressed today, fuck the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're and that, trying to test your your today self. And there's you know? a good balance of those questions in there where it speaks to. And I think that's what the test picks up is how you are overall and how you are currently and how you might relate to other people. Yeah, yeah. And I think with addiction, it's the same thing. Some of those questions come across like um, there's been times where I've needed to use uh, legal drugs to get through the day. Yeah. So you be you could be clean for 10 years, but at some point, yeah, so that was true. That. Yeah. yeah. But so then. Well, right. Them, and there, there was that specific question. Yeah. And, and I and I answered that question. Yes, because yeah. there has been points in my life where I've used illegal drugs to get through the day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that now. Right. But but I have done that in the past. So, but yeah. even so if there's then, a day where you're like, man, I need to smoke today. You know what I mean? That probably counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And that would be picking up on somebody who has uses substances to cope. Right. No matter how you spin it, that's what it is. If mm-hmm. you need something to get through the day, then that answer is yes for a reason. So basically what she's saying is we both failed that part. <laughs> I'm sure. We could, we could just take no, that then, out of the contest. Then it balances with other questions about how you're functioning right now. Right. So, and it that definitely picked up on, on your part, Richie, with like in the past or current drug use. Like it's very specific about that. So, um, that yeah, I found it, you know, very easy to answer my questions and, you know, I didn't hit any road bumps or anything because I think I'm at the same mental capacity as I've been my whole entire life, youth and all, because I don't think I've changed my mind about anything. <laughs> you haven't. You told me last episode <laughs> that he still said that he's coming crack and lithium. <laughs> yes. It, it's I'm... not true. I When I was editing that. Did you watch the MTV? No. Why would I? Because that's what I'm saying. No, it's not true. Watch it. This the fucking 90, idiot, Stephanie. The 1992 MTV video music. The ones where he kicks him in the ass. This fucking, uh, the one where Chris throws his bass in the air and yes. then it hits his head? Yes. When we were younger, he used to think everything had to do with drugs. Because it does. And uh, he used to tell me things all the time. And one of the things, you know the Nirvana song Lithium where he says, I'm not going to crack over and over yeah, again? Yeah. He used to tell me that he said, I'm not, I'm not coming crack because that's what crackheads said when they smoke crack. I, I didn't say that's what crackheads said. He said, I'm not cut on crack. What the fuck? <laughs> I never heard that one. But that it, would make more sense than your c- coming crack. Coming crack, coming crack. I never gave an explanation for it because I don't have no idea what that means. But in the live version on the 92 Music Awards, I guarantee you look See? it up. This is proof that he'll never change. Never change. Never change. Never change. The most link. stubborn motherfucker <laughs> I've ever met in my life. The, the, let me bring it back to the test. When, when Before I took the test, I was wondering 
if I was, uh, how can I even phrase this? I was wondering that if I was going to, by the questions, figure out what the information they were trying to get from me. Yeah. Like, like, you know, when you go on, I know this is not a clinical thing or whatever, but you know when you like go on BuzzFeed and you take their fucking test and yeah, it's like... But it's the same thing. But it's like, it's like uh, what Simpsons character are you? And it's like, do you like Butterfingers? <laughs> do you yeah. like donuts? Do, do you, you like saxophone? saxophone? <laughs> right. And you're like, all right, I know who I'm going to be if I answer these fucking questions. Yeah. I thought this would be like a more like intelligent version of yeah. that. But honestly, I don't think it was like there was a lot of the questions where I was like, what are they trying to get out of me from this? Yeah. You know, like from the questions. So yeah, I don't know. you were like really thinking about it. Yes. Yes. I think still. that would manipulate your answer more. No, but I think at the end, look, number one, just, just like ruminating over things is just the way my brain works. It's okay. never going to shut off. So if I was to shut it off and try to do it the way you did it, that wouldn't have been true to the test anyway, because right, right. that's not the way I am. But then also, I I truly do feel, and it's why it took me like a fucking half hour longer than it did for you to take the <laughs> test, was I truly do feel at the end of, at the end of it, I, I answered everything honestly, you know? Yeah, so. I think you both did. Okay. And I... It, oh, I know I did. I think it was difficult. <laughs> and I think just even like acknowledging some of that stuff about yourself had to be difficult. It's not an, it's not a, a BuzzFeed test. There's some pretty serious things on here. Right, so, right. Yeah. And answering them honestly is it was hard for me to get the results and think, oh, God, I got to talk to them about this. <laughs> like, how am I going to bring this up? I mean, that's that's one thing. Like, I just don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't don't not, not don't be afraid to say anything. Like, no, if there's like the most not, horrifying um, shit in the world about me say that shit <laughs> all i want to know is w- after this show will we be baker acted is that is there people outside with straight jackets right now i know right for rtg obviously not me but uh but i, I don't know i just feel uh, all right I, w- but it doesn't matter we're doing this it's happening mm-hmm. i have that feeling um right now like i did before i jumped out of a fucking plane <laughs> like was, is this a good idea yeah. a- am i going to be happen? different when i land on the ground change my life forever uh, no, it's not that serious. It's just a test. I think it spoke about a lot of things, but it's always good to check yourself and see what kinds of like maladaptive coping texts you're using. And <laughs> yeah. like, see, especially I always worry to, about my maladaptive. Coping <laughs> you're trying to like improve yourself, so right? It's good to look at this. Le- but let me tell you that I've I've thought about this. This has been um, since you texted me a few days ago and said the results are in. I've been <laughs> thinking about this nonstop. That's why I was like, should I text? Yeah. You were in the day before, and I. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're a true friend. You you know I guess it's whatever the test said. You're like fuck. <laughs> Should I text this maniac? Yeah. Um, but I but I've been thinking about what my brain and I don't want to disassociate my brain from myself. But my brain is fucking hard to control. It's been that way my whole life. You always talk about your brain like it's a separate because it yeah. is because sometimes I can't shut it down. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, and and it controls sometimes. And what I'm worried about is is that the information that I'm going to learn very soon here how i'm going to process that and how i'm going to like forward like think about myself with that information does that make any sense yeah Yeah. you know um so there is also a part of the test that gives you like treatment responses too so like what type of treatment yeah you might benefit from or oh really yeah 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 well that ain't gonna say i didn't read those Your your test is just gonna come out Amy Winehouse. It just has a one eight hundred number. Now look, I could speak for both me and RTG when I say that uh, we don't have any money or health insurance, so there will be no treatment. Seriously, but um, if I could go to Passages Malibu, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll be your sponsor. Did uh, that Amy Winehouse documentary? Did you see that? I haven't watched it. Let me tell you, I have it on. I as soon as it was was available, I downloaded it. Very depressing. I've had it on my computer. And there's been a couple nights where I've scrolled the mouse over it and wanted to click it and watch it, and I stopped because I know that it's going to destroy me. Don't watch me. it after this. So I know. Did she have a completely <laughs> fucked up life? You oh, know, dude, it her wasn't story even that just... bad. It wasn't that bad. It, she, uh, I guess as far as, I mean, what I see the, <laughs> with the population I work with, but she had some problems, you know, but... Like then, regular problems. Yeah, like kind of regular problems, like abandonment stuff with her dad. Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, what I thought was interesting, they touched on that she was bulimic and pretty seriously had some pretty serious difficulties with eating. And then, yeah, you could see that. But yeah. that is totally what led to her alcohol poisoning. Her body wasn't functioning. And they kind of skimmed over, like, oh, we sent her to rehab. Well, no one sent her to rehab for her eating disorder. So, right. if you're still, your body isn't getting all those nutrients you're drinking 
all that booze. In yeah. the documentary, they said she was 45 times the um, legal limit. But, yeah. yeah. Like, that's a lot. That's a high. But if your kidneys are... Yeah, if you're like up, five times, you're fucking dead. Yeah. Like, you hear five times and you're like, oh, that's a lot. They said 45 or 47. Something enough that I was like, whoa. Right. And, uh, of course, your kidneys aren't working if you're in, like, late stages of bulimia and you're... Nothing works properly. So... Yeah. But they still never even mentioned it. Yeah. It, it was really weird. That is fucked But up. it was sad. It was so really that's sad. what she died of, alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Had nothing to do alcohol with the drugs. Poisoning. Wow. Yeah, she was, I guess, I mean, I'm sure that didn't help either, but they said at the time of her death, she was clean off drugs. Yeah. But she... It's so weird when you hear that. I feel yeah. like I've heard that more than I've heard of overdose. I heard, oh, he was clean for 10 months and his heart gave out. Yeah. That's why I'm staying on the shit. <laughs> what? I can't endorse long. that. I'll fucking live longer. <laughs> Come on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> How you haven't given us an update on that anyway? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I've been like psh, living off of like fucking specs. Uh, okay, so you're not completely 100 percent off of it. No, no. But but it's but you've toned it down so much. Oh, like 98.9. So when do you think that you'll that you'll finally be done with this fucking stupid shit? Oh, real soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We need more updates because I, I get emails about it. Oh, well, How's Richie doing? There's the update. I'm f- fucking spectacular right now. Okay. Until you get this diagnosis and you're going to spiral into a <laughs> yeah. fucking... Well, I'm like... thinking maybe this will... Maybe... I mean, so you obviously aren't going to rehab. You didn't go to rehab this I've been time. To rehab. Yeah, but not that... Like, for this time, you're nah, doing this on your nah, own. because every time I've been to rehab, all you do is meet people that... Yeah. You know, are other dirtbags. I hear that They tell you lot. things. that You make connections and mm-hmm. shit. You so, learn new ways yeah. of whatever but yeah it's stupid would you go for like therapy or treatment or some type of i mean i wouldn't pay for it because i can't you know mm-hmm. what i mean but if like you know i would talk to somebody just to be curious of what it would do if it would help you know if you had insurance though and it was paid for would you do it yeah and because you know i do plenty of talking you know and oh and, i know and <laughs> it's not like i hold anything back you know i've never had anyone analyze it but it's not like I need to get anything out. <laughs> you know, I'm not bottling anything up. Yeah, but you're normally talking to your fellow fucking drug addicts. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, check out. Ooh, I, I know you say this a lot. Ooh, what a rush. <laughs> but you know what? I've talked to counselors and shit. And, they, you know, when you talk to counselors, they'll sit there and they'll listen to what you're talking about. And, you know, they'll pick apart what you're saying and just try and find something to tell you back just to, for you to, you know think that they're doing their job you think that they're listening you know these aren't like when you go to rehab you're not listen, talking to psychologists or anyone with a degree these are people that did like the the five month be a rehab counselor mm. you know what i mean that, like, like bartender school and, and they're mostly like yeah they're mostly drug addicts and the ones that aren't you're are, like well i got you know i'm really addicted to drugs and my girlfriend left me and i've been thinking about suicide and he's like can i make you a martini <laughs> oh i'm sorry go on and, um, they, you know, they, they, they try and find, like, if I sat down with somebody and they told me these stories, I'd be able to be like, oh, well, there's your problem right there. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, of course, they've all told me, oh, well, your dad left when you were young. And, that you know, impacted it's, it's like, you. Yeah. No, that has nothing to do with the reason why I do drugs, you know? Okay. But, like, it's, it's you know, the, it's that trivial shit where it, it really, I feel like it's never helped. And, you know, I, I think I've, at this point, I've been able to find the ways that can help me, but... If there's someone out there that would be able to find it, cool, you know. But as of right now, I haven't been able to meet a counselor that really made an impact. Yeah. You know? But but you can't deny Fair the enough. fact that you can't deny the fact that 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 works because there's millions of people that go to counselors that are in NA and AA that work the steps in the system and get clean and have good lives. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it works for one percent. There's a one percent success rate. Now, Steph, in your clinical opinion, this is full denial, right? <laughs> this is like one hundred. <laughs> this is one hundred percent fucking um, Italian fucking uh, uh, self-absorbed <laughs> fucking coming crack denial coming out of this dude's mouth. I do right what now. I want. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, how are we going to do this? We'll start with you. <laughs> do, is, do you want to do it that way? Oh, we're, you want to? We're, 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 yeah, we're getting there. there. Uh, do you want to do it? We got to do it one at a time. So, it, so okay, let's talk. Yeah, I can't really. I guess. Uh, start with is it easier to do it one at a time? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna the door's gonna fly open and Richie's gonna be down the street. <laughs> Someone took the five month counselor test. Around. Um. So wait, what were you gonna say? You were well. First, what? oh shit. First off, it, it, is it easier to do one person and then do the other person? I don't know. I don't. I don't know that that matters. Okay. I definitely. I think um, it would be more clear for the audience, correct? 
<laughs> okay. Uh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, let's talk about the results, though. So what are the results that we're going to get? Like, So you're going to get whether or not the test found that you met the diagnostic criteria for any mental health disorders. Uh-huh. So depression, anxiety, personality disorders, anything like that. Uh, both of you the test found that both of you do have di- could have a possible diagnosis. <laughs> ah, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm done. I'm just shutting this down. I'm shutting it down. Oh. It's enough. No, no, no. It's enough. fine. It's not bad stuff. Actually. Oh my god. Look, probably most people that we know at least have a personality disorder. I oh mean, sure. I know all my friends do. Yeah, exactly. So you we're just gonna find out. We're just gonna find out what yours are. Yeah, no one I don't else think, is. I think if people were totally normal and didn't have a problem, they wouldn't be fun to hang out with. Right. Me. We definitely <laughs> want to hang out with them. I've definitely spent my life collecting like my my group my, yeah my group of people are all maniacs like I I've definitely weeded out any normal human being throughout my life because it, you're right it's not say fun something about that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all right so so th- th- it's not like it's not like we have it's not like there's like there's like oh you could say this and then we could say Devin has it Richie doesn't it's more of a, a it's more of an open ended kind of thing I'm just trying to see how we should set this up for I think a radio we should do one at a time right just so it's it's understandable and you know if you want to start with me fine but I just wanted to like kind of watch first you, <laughs> yeah I mean I could read what both of the diagnoses are and you guys could try and guess which one of you it, I'm referring Ooh, to that would be fun and then I could and then and then we can go on with that All right, let's do that let's one. do that. <laughs> That sounds. Like <laughs> you want to do that? Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. Interestingly, not that um, surprising. Dissimilar. <laughs> uh, okay. So let me say a little bit more about the test. So yeah. What yeah. Say is, what you got to say. There's all these diagnostic scales, and the way this test is, was made is that um, so if this comes out that you have depression, this test was normed on people that were known to have depression. So that means that you answered X amount of number. X amount of questions, the same as a person that we already know has the disorder. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of things that uh, scales that it looks for. I'm not going to read them all. I'm just going to say what you guys have. One of you may have a couple more than the other <laughs> elevated. That's you, motherfucker. Is she it? looked deep in your eyes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> maybe Fuck. that was my maybe that was my own being uncomfortable with Devin. <laughs> uh, so, so anything over 65, not like anyone really knows what that means, is the score. Then that means it's like clinically significant. So that means it's an so area. So it's like a red flag. That's an area that I would look at more. Okay. So, and then it goes up to 115. So if it reaches up to that, some of them go right to the end. Then you're like, oh, shit, that's a problem. Uh, okay. Have Did either of us reach 115 on anything? Uh, you got close. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the ballpark. Um, oh, I hate being in the ballpark. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's see. Okay, so let me let me say this diagnosis, and you guys can tell me which of you you think it is. So is this you the final diagnosis? This is like the, the, the wrap-up? This is the wrap-up. No, you want to reveal like, that later? Like the summary? Well, it's the, the diagnosis it gave you, and then the rest of it is the narrative. So really, the, the interesting stuff is the narrative. Okay, okay, yeah, let's do it. So so you're going to read both of them, and or, or you're going to read one, and we're going to have to guess... Who it is? Is that There's what's going two on? of these, right? There's two separate ones of these. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah you guys. Okay, both, I wasn't sure what we were doing. And here. I'm gonna. So I'll read both of the diagnoses. <laughs> All right, still be my friends after that. <laughs> no, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> okay, well. I'm already thinking about how I'm going to dispose of the bodies. <laughs> All right, so the axis one, which is like a mood disorder, is uh, of this person is. I'm trying to pick who I want to do first. Okay. Bipolar disorder. That's fucking me. Yeah, I know it's me. <laughs> Manic without psychotic features. <laughs> Alcohol abuse, psychoactive substance abuse, and now the personality disorder. Antisocial, histrionic, sadistic, and negativistic. Wow. Passive aggressive. All right, so who do you guys think that is? I'm going to have to say you, bro. <sighs> I think it's I'm me, sorry. too. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> now you I want know, me to read the other one? Uh, yes, yeah, read, yeah the read the other one. This is why you guys are best friends. Ugh. Bipolar disorder manic <laughs> without Yes, so wait, features. so both of us are that? <laughs> yes! That was the one that hit me the most. Uh, that was but, an awkward high five we just did, by the way. <laughs> I didn't I look at the elbow. <laughs> uh, psychoactive substance abuse. Okay, so we're both on that. Adjustment disorder with anxiety. 
That's me for sure. Ooh, I right. don't know. I suffer. Then the personality disorders, depressive personality disorder. So that's not depression. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, self-defeating personality disorder and negativistic with passive aggressive personality traits, which is yeah, I'm so gonna, they're I'm very gonna similar. That. Yeah, that one's me. For so sure. the big difference, the is anxiety seal, the <laughs> adjustment disorder with the anxiety, and the yeah. other one had a. But I've suffered from anxiety my whole life. You haven't. Yeah, but I always it's always in the forefront. And these are in order. So let me say in the order is the one is the substance abuse, alcohol abuse, then bipolar. And the other one is the bipolar, psychoactive. Oh, so then that an adjustment. If substance abuse is first, that's got to be me. Okay, I'm going to say number one. (laughs) I'm going to guess that, you know what? It's hard because they're close. And uh, and the anxiety thing kind of throws me off. You know what? I'm switching the script. I'm going flip mode on this. I'm saying number two is me. I'm going to have to say that, too. So we're in so agreement. You're saying, yeah. uh, the adjustment disorder with anxiety is Devin. Yes. You would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, yeah, okay. I'll wow. take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean it's it's horrible There's and it's nothing. crushing already. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing horrible about this. It really wasn't even that. So it didn't say it that I abused substances or it no, did. it did. No, oh. but that it said to both of us. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, it said about both you. But uh, so Richie's Richie's biggest thing. alcohol abuse as well. Really? Which I thought was weird that you're, yeah. but it explains, it talks about but your, then, what it says more about Devin's drug use is that it could be illegal drugs or not. You still use them to right. cope. Okay. Yeah. I understand. As yeah. I take a sip of my vodka. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Um, so we were right. We got that right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, all right, so yeah, let's go into and it. And I had said to you right after you gave me your test, I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, Richie, you're gonna come out manic." Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh hell yeah! So <laughs> you knew that. I knew that. Well, we both came out manic, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And bipolar. Think, and yours actually, your narrative says, "Well, that's the bipolar they're talking about." Okay. So your narrative, Dev, actually says um, that the the manic is more of like a hypomanic lifestyle, like that you get bouts of energy yes. to do things, and then you're really creative and productive, and then you just kind of go back to apathy. That is 100% yeah. me. Yeah. 100% That's me. pretty good. When Richie came into the podcast the other day, I was really about to tie a noose from the fucking ceiling. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, right. I was about to end it. And then I fucking, we did the podcast and I like got all fucking like, yes! Yeah. And, and then he left and I was looking at the noose again. I, th- <laughs> I thought that... uh your your narrative Deb, for the moment in time that you're in and me and you and I spending a lot of time together and having had a lot of talks about things because we're both really kind of oddly deep in that sense. And, right. Um, I thought it was pretty spot Unlike on. Unlike Richie, by the way. <laughs> well, he never comes out, so I never get to have late night drunk talks with him. But, you know. Okay. So let's go through the narrative then. So, this right, is, cool. so let's start. We, uh, you could start with me if that'll make you feel better, Richard. Sure. Whatever. Okay. He was so adamant about starting with me. I before. know. Well, yeah. now that I know that it's not that bad, I thought it was going to be like, really all the shit she just said isn't bad. I had the complete <laughs> well, opposite kinda, reaction. I kind of knew all that. Already. We just heard like <laughs> fucking like so many different things. <laughs> so many different things. Well, then this I just thought it was going to be so more descriptive, like you know. Oh, you got, it gets yeah. really no, more it's getting descriptive. Oh, oh shit! And I, and I also all these things oh, underlined. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, you go first. <laughs> And uh, well, actually, I was going to ask you because I don't I don't know what uh, histrionics is. What's histrionics? Oh, histrionic is uh, it's a personality disorder and it's um, people that always want to be the center of attention or. Oh, fuck. Was that mine? Or escalate (laughs) things like make big deals out of nothing. They're usually very sexually promiscuous and seductive. Um, No, I think you got histrionics. I got histrionics. Only one of us got histrionics. Number one got histrionics. Was that me or you? Um, That was me. Yeah, you got histrionics. Uh, yeah, Deb, you're low on histrionic. Oh, good. Oh, and you know what, Richie? Yours does say something about some weird sexual urges that I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. I have Deb's, uh, mm-hmm. Richie's. Yeah, Rich, you're pretty high on histrionic. But your higher, your highest, which you almost reach a 115, is antisocial, alcohol, and drug dependent. Wow. Okay. And I think that the antisocial really tends to go with the drugs but and now i'm getting into richie's more but it it also blatantly says without the drugs you would still be antisocial really yeah and not in a a little butterfly in the whole life but that's not that's not what antisocial antisocial means so antisocial meaning is another personality disorder just meaning that you um are not you don't conform to social norms you're um it doesn't not to cut you off but doesn't and it isn't antisocial almost border can borderline sociopath yeah. because yeah, yeah <laughs> all sociopaths are antisocial but not all antisocial are, right, right. are so- yeah. sociopaths yeah it means but that you don't you don't you lack remorse I don't know why I'm trying to tell you we have a professional here <laughs> yeah. I'm like trying to lack- I guess maybe I am a little histrionic <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> it's like lacking in remorse, like uh, having acts that are repeated grounds for arrest. Uh, not respecting authority mm-hmm. or oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. And what's histrionic? Excuse me, why I make more checks on this list here. <laughs> so histrionic is uh, wanting to be the center of attention. You're well, not mm-hmm. even wanting to be. You're not comfortable, and you're not. You're escalating things. You make a big deal out of things. Mm-hmm. You can be sexually seductive. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I don't uh, know about that. So, one, but... and, and why am I a sadist? <laughs> you know, I okay. That let's was just do let's just do Richie's then because we're already halfway it. through it. Yeah, we are already almost okay. halfway through it. So right. let's yeah, do it. I thought that that was interesting that it said that, and then in the because you were really high on it, but in the narrative they didn't really touch a lot on it except that um, I think it came from where they're saying that you don't really care um, about what happens to other people if you caused it. Like, if you... I'll give you exactly what that it says. That kind of makes me sad. That's not true. No, it's not... Oh, don't try to start acting <laughs> yeah, now, exactly. like you're going to reverse the fucking So thing. first, let me say how it opens, which I thought was a really good description of you. And then the last sentence I thought was also really, really funny. So it says that the profile of this man suggests a veneer of friendliness and sociability, yet shows contempt for conventional morals. Although he's able to make a good impression on casual acquaintances... He displays a characteristic impulsiveness, restlessness, and moodiness, especially to family members and close acquaintances. So you may that you're always seeking excitement, excitement, you engage in self-dramatizing behavior, mm-hmm. your relationships can be shallow and fleeting. Uh, <laughs> really? You fail. RTG? <laughs> shallow and fleeting relationships? <laughs> you can you fail to meet um, routine responsibilities and then when you do, you kind of blow it off, you can be irresponsible and undependable. Um, and you'll exhibit like short-lived enthusiasm followed by like disillusionment. And that wow. if you if you blow something off, you're gonna oh, thank God she said something off. <laughs> you're gonna um like make excuses for it and kind of like rationalize it, but one step further than rationalizing it, like you'll create a situation to rationalize it. Wow. This says, so m- this says so much about you because this is 100% true. I know. I would yeah. fucking so admit it. So it says like you're, you're inclined to abandon your responsibilities with minimal guilt or revo- remorse. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> finally. Finally. Fucking finally. Dude. <laughs> that's all I wanted to hear from this. Now you can never, ever deny the fact that that's what the fuck you do. That's what you did the day you're chewing ice on this fucking episode. That's how yeah, you did it. That's, that's what I thought. That's what you did I as a that. fucking drummer when you didn't show up for band practice. That is you, motherfucker. And what is that again? Well, so you'll also, you can be. <laughs> You can throw caution to the wind just because you're driven by need for an excitement and uh, inability to delay gratification with with minimal regards to consequence. So you're going to like do what you want. If what you want to do today is a podcast, you're going to do that because if that's what's giving you excitement, you're going to do it. But if something else happens and you want to do that, you're going to do that. So makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, it really yeah, does. exactly. So tr- try being his business partner for thirty years. <laughs> Seriously, try try every creative conquest you've ever had, bringing this motherfucker along with you. Well, and that's what it says that to other people, it's like, what do you mean, Rich is great, but to <laughs> the people that have to actually <laughs> that work with him, him, right? It's like that motherfucker, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, this makes so, so much sense. So the last sentence that I thought in this part that was kind of really made me chuckle because I read these reports. I've been doing this job for eight years. I've read thousands of these and I never really thought say this before. <laughs> then there's a reason to think that he may have a poor prognosis for staying out of trouble. <laughs> Damn. And I just thought that was so funny, but not even like bad trouble. Like it's just like, eh, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Scoundrel. yeah. Which is also true. All of this um, is true. So it also says you view you view, you view yourself as socially stimulating and charming. Um, that is so fucking true too. <laughs> you like to be busy, at, like but pleasure oriented busy, like uh, and you like to be perceived by others as appealing and attractive, but that uh, you have a lot of signs of inner turmoil, weakness, <laughs> depression, or hostility that you'll deny and suppress. Check, check, wow. check, 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 motherfucking check. Which can result in like sudden, and it says infrequent, but very rageful outbursts. So if you oh, do rage, you rage. rage, but that it's really infrequent. Do I rage? I don't think I rage. I think you rage, but you're normally so fucked up you don't remember the rage. <laughs> but everybody around you has to pick up the pieces. Wow. Yeah. So it does really say also another thing that I thought was interesting in yours. I haven't seen 
much of and why I was asking you how you would feel about going to treatment is that it did say in here at least twice that you would be a really good candidate for a short term therapy because you wouldn't stick around long enough for a long term. (laughs) But that um, if you could get someone quickly that could counteract some of these beliefs and point them out to you and just call them out and work on it that you would be a really good candidate for therapy. Which wow, those I thought questions are really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you want to hear what it says about your drugs? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so a high probability exists that this man you, has used or is currently using illicit street drugs. because They exhibited... just got that from listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you exhibit an addictive dispositional pattern. Uh, you use drugs because they fit your recreational style of an adolescent-like excitement. Seeking and narcissistic self-indulgence. <laughs> also, uh, that the drugs are a symbol of disdain for co- uh, conventional society and that you use them because it's antisocial to do so. So he's re- rebelling in a way? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that you're, it also <laughs> serves to express your independence from family constraints or responsibilities again. So you can use them as an excuse, oh, okay. which is why I think they're kind of saying without the drug use, you're still going to be more irresponsible and less likely to um, be dependable. But now you can blame it on the drugs. Oh, Does that make sense? yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but if you're not on the drugs, you're you would still have those traits. So it's easier to use the drugs and be like, oh, man, sorry, I was just fucked so up. You're, so you're saying that his his uh, his narcotic use is almost like a defense mechanism, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what it's saying. Got it. Or and a scapegoat. <laughs> you're likely to be talkative, restless, and distractible, hostile, excitable, subject to tantrums, and can be interpersonally disruptive at times. All right. Um, I, I actually, I, I do have to say, I've never seen you throw like a tantrum before. Nah, That's not, the only no. thing. And out of everything that either. you've ever said in this whole thing is 100% true to the T to the point where I don't even like him anymore. <laughs> but uh, but that tantrum thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that away. So then it said about these, uh, which maybe you'd like to talk to us about the <laughs> inner energies of, of aggression. So it's also saying that you may not exhibit these things, but that they're definitely in like they're an inner struggle for you. So inner energy of aggression. Like I'm mad aggression. about Yeah. Aggressive or sexual nature. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, I'm pretty, so pretty chill. It I, does, I don't get mad at shit. You and know? here comes the part that you don't like to hear um, that the, this psychic organization that you've developed uh, is really derived from painful early experiences that you're not really willing to discuss. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> so, willing to discuss it. I just, I never really. So you're talking and, about, they're talking about when your fucking dad left. Yeah, I guess. That's exactly and, right. Yeah. yeah. And interesting. And I know just from reading these tests all the time, they didn't use trauma. They didn't say traumatic. They just said painful. Right. They're shit that you need to deal with. And, yeah. Well, look, and can I, it. like, honestly, in, in all joking aside, I've been your friend since I was, since we were five years old. And that's definitely been a thread that's run through your life. The, the abandon, your father abandoning your, your family when you were younger. It, whether you always you always put up the, the toughness about it and everything like that, but I know that that's something that's that's been on your shit forever. Uh, how can it to, not to be? sound clinical yeah. and professional? It's been and on it your says, shit forever, yeah, it's and it says shit. that you tend to internalize it, so that's where the inner stuff comes from. So, yeah, I mean, I just I don't thought, feel like it bothers me that much, you and know? you may not feel like it bothers you because you've been using drugs for well, so many used, years. I, I didn't think it bothered me when I was like. 13. Yeah, it's because you were suppressing it. And you were... Let it out, Richie. Squeeze, <laughs> squeeze some tears out for this podcast. And also, like, character and moral development and things don't really happen until you have experiences of your own uh, yeah, with relationships and things. And that's when so, that stuff yeah. comes out. Hey, I guess you're... I mean, everything else has been on, on the button. But I really... I, and it said early treatment efforts are likely to pr- produce optimal results. Um I, and I'm telling you, I don't really see that often in these things where they're like, no, get this guy to go talk to someone. He'll he'll benefit from it. So oh, I thought that shit. was really interesting. Find a fucking counselor and go talk about your absentee dad and then you'll <laughs> get off the so. fucking dope. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> talk about Papa. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty much. That was really good. Richie. Do you feel uh, like raw right now? Like, uh, like, expose like exposed? I'm shredded. I'm stripped. I'm yeah. Naked. Yeah. See, I don't even want to hear mine because just hearing yours has hurt, <laughs> hurt, my, hurt my shit no, so I much. Don't say that. All right. Um, all right. All right, Dev. So, Here we go. 
We already said that. I'm out of the hot seat. Look, but I am kind of feeling good because after listening to that, I feel like you're still the fucking crazy one. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm going to usurp your craziness. Well, then I guess maybe I could sum it up with like who had the most things elevated. Well, no, no. <laughs> not you know, now, but yeah, that's, yeah, how yeah, we'll, yeah. that's how we'll determine which one he is. That's going to be the final. I want to know what that whole like, you know what those like sexual urges were me too i that's what you need to because it was oh i know what it is it was when you're younger and you hump that doll because <laughs> <laughs> i don't there well, wasn't then any I was thinking sex about questions. your prostitute stories and i was like maybe like and i've seen some of the dirt bags you fucked your whole life <laughs> <laughs> i mean me too some but. of those slosh lords he's fucking running around with but i didn't know what that was i i saw that too i was like oh that's not that I know you well enough at this point to know your sexual conquest, but it's like, oh, I never got that from you. But maybe that that's where I think the sadistic thing came in. And so, again, these are inner. Richie's those are gr- the things that they were saying were inner struggles. Richie's girlfriend's listening to this right now like, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> no, Richie's girlfriend's back at the house tied up. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> With the cat o' nine All right, all right. Let's stop. Yeah, okay. I am deflecting. I am deflecting. Right. Because we're running out of time and I'm just trying to <laughs> make know. it so. Sorry, can't do mine. <laughs> oh, sorry. Next time. No, okay. wait. We can run this thing later. It don't matter. Look. <laughs> so, That's your fucking anti social respect for authority going out there. <laughs> well, Deb, you were not uh, precluded from that diagnosis as well. Look, well, Richie got the anti social diagnosis. You didn't, but it did say that you have difficulty with um, authority. Of course. So, but so the biggest thing, like his first sentence that summed up his um being charismatic and whatever to people that don't really know him well that's so like he, signs of a serial killer almost <laughs> right it's, anti-social. Like, it's, oh, the, okay. it's a very anti-social uh, all the anti-socials i see at work i tend to always walk out of the interview being like i really like that guy <laughs> <laughs> but you know like he some really bad shit yeah because that's kind of their whole thing yeah. so anyway so Dev, you're having some psychic stru- like struggles going on okay. that are creating a failure to develop adequate internal cohesion and um, have and a less than satisfactory hierarchy of coping strategies. Of course, Dev's are all words that I don't understand. Like I just, <laughs> I just knew it was going to be that way. Like he wrote it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's funny because it does sound like Deborah. All right, so layman, All right. layman's that on down. Okay. So layman's that is that you're struggling. You're you're having a internal battle about the person that you have been and who you want to be and all these things that you know are good and the meditating and being positive. You're trying, but you've been negative for so long that that side is just really fighting to take over that's so, one 100 true yeah so you're it says you're um that you're subjected to a flux of your own attitudes and contradictory behavior and that you can be precarious uh you probably had a checkered history of disappointments in your personal or family relationship Ooh, that's totally 100 <laughs> fucking true and that your deficits in your social attainments in what you view deficits in your social attainments may also um tend to precipitate your self-defeating circles uh so so so, let's so it says like earlier aspirations may have resulted in frustrating setbacks which then led you to create this self-defeating cycle right so it's basically a cycle of negativity where i where as i i feel i feel that um things that might have happened earlier in life will continue to happen so why even try kind of thing and that when things are good they're not gonna last right yeah fuck that is that fucking (laughs) just hit me in a core it, it does say that you're able to function on a satisfactory basis but at times you have periods of like emotional or behavioral difficulties that's 100 as well yeah um, this is amazing. It is real. This is really nuts. How fucking like on the fucking head of a nail. And this is what I thought was really uh, very interesting, specific to you. So that you're um, that you can have intense and variable moods, prolonged periods of dejection and self-deprecation that come with episodes of withdrawal, isolation, or anger. Fucking um, a man. That is me. Profound gloom, self-sabotaging behavior, and Always. irrational negativism. Yes. 
So it's saying here too that it's irrational, that all of this is something that you're creating and then fighting and then creating. And dude, I've been told that my whole life from anybody, anybody that knows me has said that to me. And I've been fighting that my whole life. That it's so fucking on the head. Yeah. And then a surface apathy, ex- excessive sensitivity, but is like hidden behind contrary feelings. And they surface as impulsive or angry outbursts towards those that you feel have been unsupportive, critical or disapproving. That's very true, too. It's not so much angry, though. It's more like if you change the word angry to like rip on somebody. <laughs> yeah. So it says that, too. It also says that you tend to find yourself in trouble, troublesome situations and surround yourself with people who, you know, can uh, handle that type of behavior, which is what you were saying before. Wait. That you keep yourself around all crazy. Oh, yes. Yeah. That. Oh, that makes sense. And it yeah, says yeah. that so that you find yourself in these troublesome situations with people that you put yourself there with. Right. Because yeah, normies wouldn't be able to handle that shit. Well, my, yeah. my uh, Carla was a normie. Right. Who? My ex fiance Carlo. Oh, Carla. <laughs> How said Carlo? Carlos was a normie. And and honestly, that that was that was a big problem it, because we we would never fight, right? And, and I just give me a second to kind of go off on this. Yeah. But but it just that's exactly what I was thinking about when you said that is that me and her would never fight. We we had very few fights. But the fights we did have shook her to the core where she was like, Why are you such a maniac? Why is this happening? To me, I was like, this is a zero on the scale yeah, of any any mild. any fight right. that I've ever had with any other girl that I've ever been with. <laughs> and that's and that yeah. speaks to that in so many levels yeah. because all the women before her that I ever surrounded myself with were that as nuts normal. or more nuts yeah. than me. And the week when we fed off each other's insanity, whereas Carla was like a normal person and she was just like, what's with this maniac? Mm. That makes so much fucking sense. And I, it does say that you, which is, this is like exactly what I was saying to you when you were asking me if you were a sociopath, that frequently these behaviors are interspersed with genuine expressions of guilt. And constantly. That, yeah. Constantly. And that, um, and contrition, <laughs> and that's mixed with feelings of being under, misunderstood and unappreciated and demeaned by others. So you act out this way, and then you're like, oh, why can't they just get that I'm doing the right thing? Holy shit, dude. That is like, <laughs> I couldn't even explain it that way. Like, But that is exactly, exactly what it is. Yeah, it's, it's pretty that's cool, amazing. right? It's pretty... Uh, it's fucking nuts. I know. Um, I know. I was reading this and I was like, oh my God, how am I going to say all this? It's no, so dude, this okay. is like so on the fucking, I can't even, I'm like trying to sit here and be entertain, entertaining about it, but I can't. Like, this is just literally to a T me. Yeah. And so same, like, you know, you may undermine potentially positive opportunities. Um, Constantly. And that you're unable to orient your emotions and thoughts consistently. So sometimes you get like, that's again, that failure to like get that internal cohesion. So those two things are battling. And I really think it speaks to where you are right where you are at right now and trying to change. I think the test really picked that up. I, um, I am. I mean I am battling myself. And you know I felt that the other day. I had a really bad day and I and I tried as hard as I can to be positive and, and pull myself out of it. And it literally felt like I one side of me was fighting another side of me. So you know, it says, like it, it says this. It says he may try to fight back depressive feelings and thoughts by consciously diverting his ideas and preoccupations away from his characteristically depressive mood. But for the most part, these new ruminations are replaced by troublesome ones. Yes. So yeah, and I think that that's something that, you know, we've talked about and that is a uh, like brooding over minor incidents from the past and things like that. But that's all what um, that meditation and all those things that you're doing are able to battle is right, basically right. it. Right, okay, um, got it. So let me see where it says about your dr- – so it says that, y- you know, you can function in a hypomanic period, which meaning that like you're not fully manic but you're – a little, you have more energy than most. You're elevated. Your mood's elevated. There may be times where you don't require a lot of sleep. There's, you get a lot of things done. You start a lot of projects. Like create creatively, you're probably having a million ideas going on. Um, and that that at times it can be like a short spell, and then followed by like take control of other things. Yes. So I would one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Um, and then the extended periods of drug abuse <laughs> are indicated where whether the substances are legal medications or street drugs is only of minor 
psychological significance. Most relevant is that these agents are probably employed to dissolve anxiety. That is 100% true. Yeah. Nah. That is, yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> like, it's, so, it's crazy. I want to, like, I want to dispute one thing that she says, and I can't. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm How does this piece of paper know me better than I know it's myself? Amazing. Those questions um, were designed And then alcohol for provides a quick dissolution of your psychic pain and a method for blotting out awareness of, like, the things that you don't want to be aware of. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for okay. you. I mean... <laughs> I don't know if there's much else to say. That was a lot. Yeah. Dude, look. I'm going to be thinking about it in bed tonight. Okay. Um, is there any last thing that you need to say about me or anything? No. It just, it also says that for you, like, sure, I'm looking at your therapy part. Because then there is a part where it tells you what type of therapy. Oh, tell me um, that. It says a, a skillful. You need a skillful therapist. <laughs> <laughs> With all those big words I'm going to be throwing yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and short-term techniques would are to focus attention on your depressive tendencies would be more beneficial, and to like to like counteract your feelings of the self-worth and the dejection. Like short-term, like disputing of that would okay. be helpful. Huh? Yeah. Well, man, I do. I feel like uh, it. I don't even. I don't have words <laughs> for this because I. I feel like like I feel. But I, I thought that I was going to take this in a negative thing and like really worry about it. But honestly. Everything that you just said about me is something that I already know about myself, exactly whether I whether I acknowledge it or I don't. And uh, it's all things that I'm I'm actually like consciously working on changing. So it doesn't make me feel that bad because I maybe have uh, kind of diagnosed this a little bit before and, and at least had a head start on trying to change things. Yes. And that's what I always say uh, for myself or any other or any clients that I've ever worked with is that if you know the issues and you're aware of the issues, that's half more than half of the battle of doing any therapy. Right. You, half the time I spend six months convincing someone of what their issues are right. and trying to bring them to light. If you go into therapy or into any type of self introspection or anything, knowing this is what I need to work on. This is my issue. That's that's. Or at least all, being open, at least being therapy. open to, to mm-hmm. being told that and, and take yeah. it as truth yeah. and then depend to work on it. That's the hardest part of therapy. So once that's right. done and uh, like, like I said, neither of you guys were going to be surprised by these results at all. Was there anything you were surprised by? On yours? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not even the histrionics? Uh, what was that again? That's the one where you feel like you are the cent- You need to be the center of attention? No. It's yeah. Not yeah. At all, no. Okay. All right. No, no. It all makes sense. In <laughs> I, just, I would love Check. to know how those que- the questions that we answered on that test came up with that shit. It's amazing. I know. And you know what? 90% of the people I see fake good on the test because obviously they don't really answer it honestly except the narcissists and the antisocials because they think there's nothing wrong with the way they're behaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they always answer it honestly and it gets them to a T every That's time. That's amazing. Uh, wow. All right. Well, look, first off, before we get to the final question of the night, <laughs> uh, I want to say thank you, Stephanie, for doing this for us. It was sure, great. We talked, we came, we, we came up with this idea at a bar like two months ago yeah. and I was like, it'd be great to have like a psychological professional come on and evaluate us. And she was like, well, I am a psychological <laughs> professional and I could well, come on and evaluate you. We should just start evaluating everybody. <laughs> now, I yeah, I was thinking the same thing <laughs> because like, uh, like, like after this, we're probably going to go meet up with a, a couple of friends whatever and i was like i wonder what those motherfuckers are <laughs> yeah. and now when i see other people and be like i wonder what those like i want everybody to take it yeah, so i well, know imagine shit. being the person like me who knows all this shit about right all you guys. right <laughs> and you're saying like, like the two of us i feel friends. like the issues are kind of obvious and out there and shit uh-huh. but i want to know what like tom's issues are <laughs> or like mark you know what i mean like they probably got some creepy shit going on <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tom's definitely a creep. All right, so anyway. <laughs> he would be praying for sociopaths. <laughs> yeah, please, please. Well, we are talking about the guy who had a picture of Ted Bundy on his wall. Still his over his shitter. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we bonded. Uh, <laughs> like he sits on the shitter and looks at it like, you're the man. <laughs> okay. All right. So here we go. Who do you, after hearing this, Richard, who honestly, who do you think is crazier, you or me? I got the problems, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately. Uh, Because, like, I I didn't think I would actually really care. 
And when I heard this, you know, diagnosis, I thought I was gonna be like, oh shit, I know, whatever. But I'm feeling a little blue. Are you? <laughs> yeah. I can see that in your demeanor. Yeah, I feel oh, gosh, I'm a little yeah. gloomy. <laughs> but but this is good. These are things that you now know that you could work on. This is just right. Like, I've always known it, but just to yeah. hear a professional say it, it's like fuck. Right. But this is all that you said about yourself. I know. You know, like I you know. said, yes, I do that. Yes, I do that. I know. So if I had to go based on what I have on the test here being who had the most amount of scales elevated. And then there's also a little tidbit they give you, which is called noteworthy responses. And they'll list all those responses that I said, like I'll eyeball on people. They list all uh, all of them. So whoever like said true to those, they'll list all the like ones that are weird okay <laughs> so, and so if i went by who had the most elevated skills and who answered the most wait of don't those, say yet i'm gonna ask you the question you're going to answer this question and there will be no discussion after this all right all right oh no stephanie our our, our <laughs> professional thank you so much for being here on the awkward high five podcast <sighs> let me say real quick before we do this um it, like I say at the end of every podcast, if you listen to the Awkward High Five podcast and you like it, please go on iTunes and leave a written review that helps us out. Once we have 100 written reviews, we're going to throw a big party and our antisocial histrionic <laughs> asses are going to be there to try to entertain you. We're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. Follow us on Twitter at AwkwardHI5 and um, otherwise we'll see you in a few short days. Now, Stephanie, who on the Awkward High Five podcast is clinically the craziest. <laughs> this is not my pre- professional opinion. The test would say that it would be Devin Ferry. Yes! Ah! <laughs> I did not see that coming! No. <laughs> I didn't see that coming either. Alright, I'll take it. It's just on the responses. Oh no, I don't mean it. Can we still be friends? <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys in a few short days. If I had one wish, I'd want to kiss you in your tight white dress. So many smoke-filled years have passed, wrapped in paper inside glass. My eyes were red when you Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.